what is a Fisher House? It's a place where families can stay close by while our military and veterans are treated for wounds and illnesses, seen or unseen, at military and VA hospitals. Because a family's love is the best medicine of all. Learn more at fisherhouse.org. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Welcome to episode six of Geeking Out with the Foods, presented by FooBarShow.com, where we talk everything geek, including movies, TVs, comic book news, and video games. I am Joe C. Fooing it up with the Foo. Remember to like and follow us on our socials and rate and review on all podcasting platforms. Foo. Yes. What's happening? Ah, uh, you know, man, just an, that's another week of uh, years of warring it up. Oh, you. Jesus Christ. Well, um, you and a lot of other fucking people, man. That's all I've been hearing about lately. Ever since that goddamn game came out, can't get people to shut up about it. Ooh, and also, um, you know, uh, I think I mentioned before when I talked about Gears, they had Terminator characters on it and also a couple of Halo characters. Yeah, well, they're adding foo, all that. Cool they've shit. expanded the pool, foo. To who? They're going to add two more Terminator Dark Rise characters to it. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... I thought that was pretty interesting. And they've already added Dave Bautista to the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which, by the way, if I don't fucking play it by one week from when this podcast airs, I am screwed and I can't play as Dave Bautista. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you have to play as him before the 28th. Um, and I have not done that. So what's, I need, what's I need to get on you it back, Foo? Then, so as, as I've said, Foo, I love the new gears. However, uh -huh. when looking at the loot and the character mods now, it's a little more complicated, even though majority of people are saying it's improved. So okay. Haven't fully d dived into the game. I haven't even played campaign, Foo. What? I've been hypnotized by That's online. my default mode. I go campaign and then I sell it <laughs> and I just do away <laughs> with the game. No, I love the online uh, aspect of it. And uh, oh, my God. Sometimes mm -hmm. I can go on insane sprees. Sometimes I'm like six kills, 15 deaths, you know? Yeah. Depends yeah. the people you play with, too. I, uh, oh man. So I was a trolling again, foo. Uh, <laughs> this guy on my team, I'll talk about it real quick. Yeah. This guy on my team, he picked up a sniper, mm -hmm. you know? And if you know how to make use a sniper, you know, good for you. And he was getting a few kills with you. You gotta be patient as fuck with those sniper rifles. But Gears is a high, high, high intense game. Mm -hmm. The maps are way more condensed than a Call of Duty map. Oh yeah, it's like uh, the Call, Call of Duty it's harder to hide, pretty much. Yeah, okay. cut in half, then cut in half again, then cut in half again. The maps are up to sixteen. You can you can run across the whole map in like forty seconds or less. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So. The maps are pretty tight knit. You can go on a spree. Yeah, a so killing spree, you, you're running is. into people almost immediately, mm -hmm. um, which is a, what, what I like about the game. Yeah, but um, you know, so this guy's got a sniper. So if you're gonna snipe, 
You don't. You can't be patient. You got to start nailing people. Okay. You got to start getting them off. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> he was fucking get, fool. Well, he was. That one is also sexual. Well, he was getting off because <laughs> I took it upon myself to message the guy because me and the rest of the guys were rushing and we were getting pwned and we needed another body in there. And this guy was just kicking back. Uh-huh. So I messaged him and I'm like, pretty much like, hey, thanks for fucking camping, dick. By the way, messaging people like that in Gears of War, very common. Like, you suck, you're shit. Oh, for that. real? Yeah. And what? So I'm, I've not played this game. So how does it show up on their end? It's like messaging their actual profile. Okay. So like straight up pausing the game to go to like a, oh, okay. a message. Okay. So I thought it was like an in-game kind of thing. No. Okay. Okay. So it's it's like what I thought it it's was. It's like picking up someone, someone picking yeah. up someone's gamer tag and send a quick message. I see. You fucking dick. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Anyways, <laughs> I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, quit fucking camping. You know, you're being a dick pretty much. And... He didn't message me back until after the match. Mm-hmm. We, we got floored, and I ended up with, like, 15 deaths. This dude had nothing more to say than, like, you're trash, you got 15 deaths. And I was like, but you're fucking hiding the whole match, dude. You're, right. you're trash. <laughs> like, you're fucking trash. And he's like, I've, I finished in the positive, you know, elimination deaths. And I'm like, no one gives a fuck if you're hiding, dude. He's and the Floyd Mayweather of Gears of War. Pretty much. <laughs> and I was calling him out for it. And he's like, at least I didn't die 15 times. I'm like, and I was like, yeah, you didn't have the balls to fucking use yeah. a shotgun. No wonder. And it's he, all defense. Yeah. So yeah. We, were, we had some back and forth. I even stopped the game I was playing, which I never do because there's no stopping the games. I just. You fool. I know, foo. I went back into the message and started firing off back and forth with this guy every time I got a message. Oh, my God. And then that sucked for my current team because we lost because I was messaging this guy. I was easily getting picked off. Yeah. Um, but me and this guy had a back and forth, and it was pissing me off, foo. Fucking douchebag. I have your gamer tag, dick. You're lucky I don't blast it on the internet. You know who, You know what you did, blah. You know what you did. Uh, yeah, but anyways, I ran into one of those characters this week, Foo. It was, it was funny, too. Retrospect, it's like, why am I arguing with this douchebag online? Like, he's one of millions of players that do that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. but like, god damn it. Like, I know. He had the nerve to I keep know. saying, too, like, no, you suck. And I'm like, no, you're the one hiding. You're hiding the whole time. You have no balls. And I even went as far as to be like, because you can do custom matches in this um, when people have disputes, and you could play one-on-one. <laughs> So I was like, let's play one-on-one, bitch. Let's play. And he was Man, I'd like to kick your fucking head in. <laughs> Pretty much. And then he was just like, nah, you're trash. I'm not going to play with trash. I'm like, you're fucking trash. You oh, frustrating, foo. <laughs> the blood was a boiling, man. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I had to look myself in the mirror, foo, and be like, I just got mad at the TV screen. Yeah, man. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> what, you just got to take a step back. And yeah. So I just carried on. <laughs> it didn't sound like it started out that way, though. It didn't. Mm. It really grinded my gears, foo. <laughs> my gears of war five. No. It's, uh, uh, all right. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah. I just wanted you to taste it. <laughs> but um, yeah, foo, uh, real quickly, foo, <laughs> while, while we geek out before yeah. we... We get into the big juicy stuff. Uh-huh. I wanted to just quickly touch on, since we're on video games, a couple of video games coming out right now. Oh. Um, so the big news this week, Foo, was Overwatch 
finally was able is coming over to the Nintendo Switch to be playable on the um, um, Nintendo Network. Oh, really? I, it was widely. It was only on Xbox, piece uh, Xbox Live, and Sony PlayStation uh-huh. before. Yeah, yeah, and PC. Okay. Um, so now they took the leap food. They uh, you can play it on Nintendo Switch. Came out on October fifteenth. Kind of a big leap for Nintendo. No, they usually stick to the family oriented. You know. Yeah, game. Check this out. Some Xbox games are going to be cross compatible with um, Nintendo. Mm. Nintendo has an Xbox Live app that allows them to do certain Xbox things on that. Oh, interesting. So they're going to dive into the market a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a great time, Foo. They made nice with Microsoft. This huh? is kind of, yeah. So this is kind of like, hey, Sony, are you going to play nice yet? So we can give, because everyone wants to be able to play everyone. Mm hmm. Like, it's a big deal. Like, t- technically speaking, I can only face off the best in, in Microsoft. Yeah. If you have a PlayStation, you can only face off the best in Sony uh, network, a PlayStation network. So you want to you want to be able to play against people cross. We call cross platforms. Yeah. This is a thing that's been like a fucking like talked about since video games first came out well foo um it's funny you bring all this up because there has been recent talks about apple buying sony yes can you imagine and you know with with nintendo crossing with microsoft essentially what is you know the the owner of xbox um having another juggernaut such as apple take now take the reins of sony take sony god damn it would be crazy dude and sony is huge people don't think about this but they're fucking huge they manufacture tvs the playstation they have the entire playstation network they make movies it's a record label yeah they they're everywhere the, they microsoft each... doesn't have that kind of stretch right now well one thing mike sony used to have mm-hmm. over microsoft is they would receive the in-game exclusives for downloadable content uh-huh that changed like in the 2010s. Yeah, like that's true. My, now Microsoft is the first publisher. That's what made Microsoft a better gaming experience as a oh, whole. Oh yeah, I hate to say it. Instead but. of waiting, so you have to, so you get to buy a game if you had a PlayStation or mm-hmm. back in the day when I was on Xbox. Yeah, I'd have to wait a year after the game drops to be able to get the extra content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I, yeah, I still like the games and playing, but that would have been fucking sweet. Yeah, have that content right up front, but now the tables have turned. Foo, now we're we're taking it to the Japanese. Foo, they can wait the year. Thanks, Japan. Thanks for listening to my rant about that. Foo, um, I don't feel like I had a choice. You didn't. Sure didn't. Also, Foo, I want to talk a uh, touch on this. If you were quite done with your piece over there, I uh, yeah, that was it. I mean, it's, it was a nice. Uh, but it's a great idea, man. It was a nice matter of fact. Like, I mean, you're you're talking about them crossing their their platforms. It, Apple's just straight up thinking about buying Sony, which is like, come who, on. Who you also know why we need that to happen? If Apple buys Sony, fucking Marvel gets the Spider-Man rights back. Yep. yep. So I'm a, I'm all for it right now. Yep. Uh, I know everyone at Disney would be too. Yeah, but this is something that now Apple needs to think about because mm-hmm. that that part of Sony's purchase becomes less valuable. Well, I think that um, Apple, just based on what I know about Apple uh, and their history, I think they're more open to play nice with Marvel. And but I- they would have no rights over Spider-Man. Yeah, but they already have a platform for them on on Sony PlayStation. Where they had a few very successful video games with with Spider-Man. 
Um, I think uh, they would true, still want to partner. They would still want to partner Actually, with Marvel about that. Dang, fool, I didn't think about it yeah. from that business model. Mm-hmm. They play nice. I think they would play nice. And the last <laughs> couple Spider-Man games have been mm-hmm. steadily improving. Josh played the last one. He said it was fantastic. Yeah. It's still coming out with additional content. Mm-hmm. There's talks of a Spider-Verse game now. Everyone went crazy over that Spider-Verse animated movie earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, good times are coming, too. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, Foo, another item that's going to be coming out this week uh, when this podcast airs. Call of Duty, Foo. Are you ready for the next game? We've been getting their yearly shite <laughs> since about... It, 20, it, 2013. It has kind of looked ever since Modern Warfare 2. I haven't been impressed with anything else. And that was what, 2011 ish? Yeah, Modern Warfare 3 was meh. Um, I w- I've been so out of loop with Modern Warfare. I didn't even know well, there was a 3. There was a 3. And then I now, know Black Ops came after that. That was so now underwhelming a little Black bit. Black Ops, there's a. Uh, it's because it's divided into three studios now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Black Ops uh, covers one. Uh, I forget who the studio is. Activision. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. They, they each have each three smaller companies producing the games. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so one of those companies is in charge of Black Ops. The other was doing the Ghosts one. Mm-hmm. That Ghost game, it had Ghost and Ghost 2. Yep. I don't think that company is coming with a new game. Okay. I'm interested to see what they're doing next. Mm-hmm. And then there was, of course, the, the old-fashioned uh, Modern Warfare one. Yeah. I mean, it did allow them to release a new game every year. Yeah. I mean, it takes a long time to develop a game and come up with a concept think, and all that. I so. think three studios was a bit much hmm. uh, to to create games every three years. Yeah. Even though, like you said, hell yeah, we can pump out a game every year. Fucking, there's a market for it. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know why they couldn't just trust one company to divide their own resources into three where they can just pump out one a year even still. I I don't know. Maybe they try because, to get different about with it. Because food contractors need work too. Food. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Even in the video game industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and who I wanted to bring this up to you. Guess the guess what the name of the new Call of Duty is. Uh, I think actually I already told you. Well, so. you just said it was a new Modern Warfare, so should I guess that it's like a Modern Warfare, like four? Yeah, or is it five? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh no, I'm sorry. Modern Warfare Four was actually Advanced Warfare. Oh, it still counts. I think so. I think it's that company. That's why. Okay. Um, was it supposed to be in the future? Is that why it wasn't modern? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You could find space, Foo. Uh-huh. And okay. so the big sale. Gotcha. Um, but anyways, Foo, the new Call of Duty game coming out. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's it? That's the grand reveal, Foo. Uh, so people will, people will need... I think other podcasts have already started referring to this as Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah, that's kind of how you have to describe it. it I mean, they're not... It's not like they revamped the graphics or anything. It's a different game, right? Oh, no. uh, It's a different game. Mm -hmm. They're bringing back the main character, Mm -hmm. but now it's a different setting, different story. Okay. So they brought back um, Captain Price. The continuity is there. Captain Price was there, the original, you know, the original trilogy. He he was the guy who survived all the game. Okay. And, you know, killed that guy at the skyscraper foo, and he had the cigar at the end foo. Yeah, he sure did. Um, So he's coming back, and then... When I was interested in when I was seeing previews for the game, I was like, oh, Captain Price, sick. But he's with now a, uh, what he, he looks like he's in the Middle East. Hmm. So I am i don't know what the game's about. Um, this has somewhat piqued my interest in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I have, you know, 
at my disposal uh, PUBG, Apex Legends, and Fortnite. I don't think I'm jumping back into playing full price for a Call of Duty game right now. Yeah. Uh, it sounds interesting. Uh, new story mode sounds, you know, inventive, clever, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Not very impressed or very excited, though, if I might say. Hmm. Like like you said, it's the yearly Call of Duty game now. It is it is what it is. You know, yeah. Last year, they had the big... Hun- last year's big thing about last year's Call of Duty was they had the PUBG-style format, the 100 players, one map. Ah. The big battle. Big battle mode. I don't know what the fuck they call uh, it. And, and another fan favorite with the, all these games is having a zombie component to it. Do you suppose they'll have that? Only Black Ops has the zombies. Too. Oh, really? Uh, interesting. Okay, so no. No, exactly. Uh, so, so are you that stoked now about the game, too? I... I I didn't care before. I cared less now. Yeah, so it'll, I, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are when they come out. I'd like to see the reviews. I'm very interested, and I'm uh, if 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 I can watch somebody play the campaign, I likely will because that's what I don't play the games. I just watch. I'm sure the play. graphics are far more advanced. To, of course, to enjoy it. Of course, um, but I think it's we're not getting that new you know element or that new item in the game. Mm-hmm. Not, not specifically an item, but that new element of the game. That makes it like, oh, cool! They they did this to the game now. Yeah. Um, versus other games, which are kind of well, doing based that. on what I've read about the campaign mode, uh, and this is why I like just I default to starting with campaigns because it gives you a sense of what the character's about, maybe what kind of uh, weapons he has on him and that kind of thing. But they are they are promising a very visceral and uncom- uncompromising campaign that has been redesigned to be edgy. <sighs> They added a female of uh, like a squad member to like Price's team. Mm-hmm. Um, what I saw, I don't know much more about that as far as what's changing the game. Modern wokeness. Dang foo, <laughs> she's gonna be his captain. Dang foo. Just kidding. Oh, I think he's the uh, squad leader. Okay. I don't know what he is. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you on that. Captain after. Price. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a captain. Dang foo, you just caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another game that I've been seeing all over my Facebook feed, The Outer Worlds, comes out on October 25th, same day as Call of Duty. And Foo, I think you'll be interested in this. Resident Evil 5 and 6 going to be playable on the Switch October 29th. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. So, so Nintendo is is really trying to get a, get get in the game here. With, dude, with they're, do, kind of they're doing stuff with Microsoft. They're doing... Resident Evil is uh, is a fucking PlayStation mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, fuck, dude. Another game coming out end of the month, Luigi's Mansion on Halloween. Oh. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. Um, the third part of the sequel. Um, yeah. I haven't played any of the Luigi Mansions, but there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of cool... Uh, any Mario property is awesome. Yeah. Mario. And uh, I heard the first one was really edgy, and the second one improved gameplay, so... Mm-hmm. We'll see what the reviews are for the third one, Foo. The only, I'm, but it's on the Switch, which should be dope. Yeah, the only Mario game that I was never re- really excited for was uh, Mario Brothers Two on the original NES. Mm-hmm. It was a little underwhelming, uh, but they, my God, they they brought it back with Super Mario Brothers Three, which we oh. talked about a couple podcasts ago. Oh, dude, uh, fucking amazing game yes. and ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Well, those are all the games for the rest of the month, Foo. All right. Um, Next month, we'll be, we'll be looking forward to, which we might get a little more background on, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Shield and Sword. Um, this will be the first time that you cannot, they're not going to be playable on the Nintendo uh, 3DS. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's strictly going to be playable on the Switch. Interesting. So this is the first 
technically console game, mm-hmm. but the Switch is also a handheld device. So yeah, yeah, but they're totally not moving forward on the uh, Game Boy, or um, yeah, Game Boy model, which is now going to turn into the 3DS. It's obsolete, uh, and you got the Switch now, just like you said. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So you could play a console type game. Or a handheld game. Uh, or handheld. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play, it's the same game, but you can play it both styles now. Yeah. It's just, do you want it on a big screen or right in front of you in your hand? It's just pick one, you know? Exactly. So it's, it's very convenient for a lot of people. And uh, also coming out in November, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So mm-hmm. get some more details of that as we get into the month of November, Foo, on the Sick. video game front. Foo, and that's all for the video game updates for now. All right. Poor Call of Duty, dude. Just getting rehashed and tossed around like a little bitch, dude. Well, Foo, you were telling me um, about Jared Leto. Ah. He was pissed off about how people are perceiving and keep talking and leaving him out of actually conversations when it comes to jokers and and that kind of thing. Tell me more about this. Yeah, so I guess uh, he has been getting the worst uh, reviewed joker so far. And how can you disagree with that, though? He's not the best joker. In fact, when you compare him up to every single joker we've had, even the joker on Gotham... You know the one that's not supposed to be canon. Is, that one's even better than is more is more well received. Yeah. So, is why is he being a little bitch about this? Well, first of all, I think he was upset that he wasn't invited back to Suicide Squad three. But actually, Fu, what's really interesting, Suicide Squad two, two. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, he didn't ask to be come back for the sequel, mm-hmm. which kind of hurt his feelings, I guess. <laughs> and then also to add to that, the um the no mention in the grades of all times and how he is highly re- regarded by fans very or trivial credits. and shit you know for all we know he probably had some really good written scenes for suicide squad but the way it was edited maybe they edited some really cool things out i still think even no i think it was all bad just the execution you saw him dude he had a fucking grill and he had damage on his forehead I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I, that's I wasn't... too steampunk for me right now. Nah, that's not even steampunk. That's, that's just why it's thuggy. Just... That's like, um, that's mumble rap. <laughs> that's mumble rap status right there. Mumble rap Joker. So, so he's been getting upset, but yeah. ooh, there's also been um, some news that's not been fully, you know, could could be true or couldn't be true. All right, is that after he found out that they were moving forward with Joaquin Phoenix, he had his agents. Um, try to get with WB executives mm-hmm. and get the Joker film, the standalone, like, like thrown away. He was trying to like not get, not make his agents influence it to not get done. Yeah. So he was being a little bitch about it. Well, I'm curious to know the way the Joker was executed in Suicide Squad. Was that his sole idea to put it together the way it was? Who's Jared Leto? No. So that was a studio and script decision to make him look like a mumble rapper. And also, just just so everyone knows, technically, the Joker we saw was in a version of the comics. Okay. Or he was a version of Joker in the comics. Mm-hmm. So there's argument that they did stay true. However, there are bad comics out there. Yeah. Okay. There's, all comics aren't great. That's so before true. everyone says... Oh no, uh, that it was because people are defending him still. People mm. are still coming out, mind you. I think they uh, 
They like it. They love his what is it? Thirty Seconds to Mars band. Of course, they're all they're all fans. fans. Of, yeah, I think that's part of a large percentage of these out. You know, these outcries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a lot of it has been people defending him still and like hey it was in the comics so technically mm. the studio did it right no fuck you <clears throat> you know what's bad and what's not good yeah uh we saw it and we were all skeptical right but by that time it was too late <laughs> yeah and, and listen man i'm a fan of jared leto musically his acting is awesome and you, you've told me that before before suicides came out too. yeah he's a great actor it's just that this is a bruise, I think, on his legacy as an actor, definitely. And for the fact that he let it happen the oh, way it did, a, oh, uh, it's kind of a disappointment. As just like, come on, man, you can do better than this. And, you know, uh, riddle me this, Foo. Oh, nice reference. Yeah, riddle me this. Do you think that if perhaps maybe Jared Leto was supposed to be playing the Joker that Joaquin, or at least that... If it would have been changed more? If it would have been more to the Joker that we know and love now these days with the Heath Ledger and the Joaquin Phoenix kind of style of that the way they look, um, do you think that we would be more forgiving of his execution on the Joker? I'm sorry to say, but yes, I think a lot of people would be more A lot forgiving. of it was aesthetics, right? A lot of it was, but let me say, he had some terrible script behind him too, man. That's true. That's true. Um, however, I, 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 yes, because, you know, he was the, he, what was he, like the owner of a club? It was his club, like Joker's club. Yeah. Like, Dick, get like, the fuck out of here. Come on now. What, the Joker has a fucking operating Joker, license for this yeah, club? Yeah, no kidding. Like, who would give him who the... Who gave him the liquor him? license? <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy's a menace to Gotham. Why would any... Anyway. Yes, that. <laughs> and also, you know, to kind of, you know, come to his... Not aid, but to help his argument a little. Yeah, he was getting replaced. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he couldn't have been thrilled about it. I assume, but you mean with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, because I mean, straight up, I mean, even though this isn't a suicide, Joaquin Phoenix did not is not portraying him in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. This Joker movie he was in, the standalone, is not a sequel to the Suicide Squad. However, just him it's now Joaquin Phoenix the getting the man. This is kind of unofficially getting the mantle of Joker now. He right? was a much better Joker. He's up there with Heath now. Oh, no doubt. Honestly, mm. Fu, to me, they're tied. Mm. Oh, they were both great versions. Okay, of the Joker. And, and you know, we we've talked about it. Me and Josh have talked about the new Joker movie, but when we did, you hadn't seen it yet, Fu. That's right. So now, and we haven't talked about you and your review. So, That's right. So let's. let's That's re- right. <laughs> so what do you think, man? Well, Fu, I'd like to report that I've seen Joker three times. Jesus now. Christ. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, you, yeah. I've only seen it once so far. I keep asking people, "Hey, I'll watch it with you." Hey, man. Let me tell you, the third time I watched it, on all those tense moments mm-hmm. and crazy build-up scenes, I was still feeling it like, "Holy crap!" Like this is, this is, you know, some people refer to it as art. Everything was executed perfectly. Yeah. Um, to give my two cents on the character. The first time and probably the second time I saw it, I was enjoying the film for what it is. Just a good film. Okay. Um, the third time was like when I when I went in, I'm like, all right, let me see from a comic book standpoint what mm-hmm. they got, mm-hmm. you know, and let me try to see stuff I didn't notice before. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, you know, Todd, even Todd Phillips himself has says he's hitting a, he's hidden a lot of you know hidden messages in the movie. Uh huh. Um, so my third time going to see it, what I, from what I saw, you know how he gets jumped in the beginning of the movie? 
The third yeah. time I saw it, I noticed the camera play showed very well executed. Even the camera footage from, you know, the shooting. Mm-hmm. They made it, you know, the kids beat them up, right? And they bounce. Sure. Well, the camera had them on it where when it rose, no one was behind them. So did he imagine the kids fucking jumping them? Oh. But you can't say straight yes or no because of the way the camera angle was going. And, you know, that, so it was, that happens it was throughout shot, the movie. It was shot so well. They, that happens throughout the movie where it continues to give you that doubt. It's like, is he imagining it? Like, like all this? Is he just going crazy for the sake the of... The first time he was, like, envisioning himself on the show, uh-huh. I, like, the first time I saw the movie, I was yeah. like, holy shit, like, he got on the show. Mm-hmm. But then the third time I'm watching it, you know, when he's coming home to the mom and on the news... Oh, now there's giant rats in Gotham. And then flash forward just a couple minutes, you know, De Niro's like, have you heard about the giant rats? So it's the same fucking thing that that at least part of the movie confirms he imagined it for what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's dissecting moments like that in the movie. Fucking great, dude. Yeah, it makes you think twice about what's really going on in this movie. And that's what I think what the director's no motive was is to make you second guess uh make you kind of empathize with someone who is he's pretty much a loner and he does have psychological and 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 to uh, like like what heath ledger's joker was saying he kept reimagining his origin story about how he got the scars in his face because at first it was his dad yeah then it was his wife right so he was kind of changing, and then he was about to pull the third one on Batman yeah. before Batman fucking shot him with it. Right. Um, so, I mean, he can be imagining all of these things. One of my favorite theories is when he goes to the uh, the, the social worker mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. and she was just like, have you thought about what you did You know, when you got yourself locked up? And he was just like, who knows? And then it's like him banging his head yeah on the door yeah like there's a theory that he's just doing that the whole time mm-hmm. and before he sits down you know forward to the end of the movie where he's now sitting in the mental hospital you know cuffed up yeah and he's kind of imagining like that's just a continuation it was him just doing that the whole time he was playing that there. movie in his head the entire yeah. time because at the, the very last scene of the movie he's getting chased by the security guards yeah and the, then if you saw he's he's leaving a, a um a He's leaving a trail of uh, footprints covered in blood. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah, so many ways to think about it. That could have been his first escape from Arkham. True. This could be him now being the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Did the, did the riot really happen and all that? Right. Now this even goes back to, did that guy in the clown mask really kill Bruce Wayne and his wife and Martha Wayne? Uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his mm-hmm. wife leaving Bruce in the alley. Right. But the do you way- mean we have to see that scene again with somebody else killing him? Yep. God damn it! They can't get away from that goddamn I, death scene, know, in, dude. Fucking the, DC. During the last part of the movie, too, I was like, I've been impressed. Like, no Batman, <laughs> no Batman death scene yet in this DC uh, movie. Wow. They got to so, give it to you. Oh fuck! When they did it at the end, I'm like, no. And they did portray Thomas Wayne as a fucking dick. In this movie. And he's not known that way in the comics or no, anything. No, he's supposed so. to be a very humanitarian kind of guy. Um, at the end of the day, he is a businessman. I can't... I mean, every businessman have, have their days or they have to, you know, lay and, down the law. And this story was told from someone who had issues with him. So mm-hmm. could the whole portrayal just be all made up in his head to all the build up? Mm-hmm. It's such a great movie to 
go back and forth and see what's real, what's not. Who? Let me point something out to you that I noticed this third time watching it. Okay. When he is in the mental hospital asking for his mother's records and mm-hmm. he grabs the folder and he runs yeah. into the stairwell. There's a part of it where it's going over his history and he's kind of having like imagining being in the room with his mom saying the stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he comes across like his like the adoption certificate and it just like for a few seconds, um, it focuses on the form and it says um, like original name and then it says unknown and in parentheses abandoned child. Oh, so this could, you know, because people were upset that the Joker was giving a name and mm-hmm. he's a person in this. Yeah. That kind of showed like, hang on. This really not could so be, fast. Yeah. Like he really is. Even he doesn't know his true identity. He might be Arthur Fleck and at the same time originally be a Jack Napier. Yeah. Or, yeah. A, or a, you know, not specifically Jack Napier. That was a different style Joker. That's true. That's but true. but he, yes, you know what I mean. The, but it, it ties back into what you said, the unknown origin of who this guy mm-hmm. really is, mm-hmm. which is great for and Joker's depending character. On, and depending on who he's talking to, he'll change that origin story in a, you know, drop of a hat. Exactly, Foo. Yeah. Just a great movie. The that third boy ain't right. <laughs> Fucking Joker. It man. portrayed him perfectly. The all the as you know the aspects of him being a loner in society, the la- the last time he's the scene he's in the studio as Joker, you remember that uh, callback to the Dark Knight in the actual animated movie we saw? Yes, but yeah. it, but instead of killing just the host, he kills like kills everyone too. He gasses them. That right? was a great callback to that fucking because mm-hmm. if you notice in that point of the movie, he's doing little things like the Joker would like. Back and forth, being quick, being right. all stupid. Yeah, he's acting like the Joker. Right, and then is that really is that really his origin? If he's at the crowds, like doing the dancing, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, it's this movie was done ten. Foo, I change it. It's ten out of ten. Foo, ten out of ten for you, huh? Yeah, it's okay. A, walk. I think I said this before. Walk the line was. I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Joaquin Phoenix did a great Johnny Cash in that movie. Yeah, I think he did better in this. In this Jesus. movie is Joker. Oh man, yeah, that's a that's a hot take, man. I still I still give it a nine out of ten. I think I, it's still an A. You're giving it a fucking perfect score. Yeah, that's insane. Maybe I need to watch it a couple more times to appreciate the other things. Now there has been now in our woke society there has been some uh, controversy that's come to light with the black community. Uh, you mentioned the social worker. Not only the one social worker, but every single social worker that he deals with happens to be black. So now they're saying, you know, why does really the only black people in the movie are the ha- ones he has actual interactions yeah. with? I don't know. Or, or maybe it's just me not for being me, for not me, being a black person and not thinking that way. For me, it's coincidence just for the sake of the movie. Uh-huh. But I don't think. Uh, well, I've heard those accusations. Did like, you? Why is it racially tied to? Mm. Like all the scenes with his supposed girlfriend, yeah. Everyone was like, "Why is he always going to you know a black woman for comfort and stuff?" And it's like that's Dick. that's the argument I heard. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what the fuck does it matter? Maybe like, he's into black ladies. Yeah, <laughs> he, he could be. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, it's it's all you know. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing into reading it. Reading into it's just gonna waste your time and waste your effort, as far as I see. Yeah, I think it's uh, misdirected anger. Uh, when do. it comes to that uh, But who knows If there's any merit to it I'd be interested in hearing about it Oh of course mm-hmm. I mean fucking come at us bro <laughs> um, Fu, A couple other things I wanted to point out for the movie 
Um, did you notice when they were leaving the theater before they got murdered? And I mean the Waynes. Mm-hmm. Um, what movie was on? Zorro, the one that came out in 1979. Zorro the Gay Blade. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this movie uh, is either, and I and then I guess someone looked it up. Mm. They left Zorro the Gay Blade in the movie theaters from 79 to 81. Yeah. So this could have been this or this story is definitely in 1979 1979 80 or 81 nope 79 and i'll tell you why why foo the waynes have money and they'll go see a premiere ah dang foo mm-hmm. i didn't think of it that way foo i mean they'll just jump on it dude like hell yeah zorro movie let's go look at you being all the def- fucking it came out in 79 and it's very much like a detective like, joe it's kind of like a like a New York 1979, you know, it's Gotham, but it's True. like cause New well, York. They shot it in New York. So. If, well, and then New York was a dump in 1979. It it it, it only got Disneyfied just recently when uh, Giuliani was their mayor, and you know, just kind of sold out the Times Square, and then everything's just very clean looking and took care of the whole homeless population. Not the whole homeless population, and, but know, most exactly. Of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's made significant strides. Since oh, then. dude, like yeah, it's night and day now. It's not the same New York it was back then. That's oh, for no. sure. Um, um, Foo, one thing I wanted to uh, just kind of wrap up with Joker here. I don't know if you heard about this, Foo, but apparently Warner Brothers Studios was very, very um, indecisive when they originally wanted to create Joker. Really? And they saw it as too risky to, to fully fund themselves. Um, so what, what the studios did, um, the decision was made to move forward with the project. Uh, there were many executives who were saying, no, we should not air this movie. Like, a lot of people wanted to kill the project, and Warner Brothers, apparently. Really? Um, I guess, you know, even though the division among the ranks, that consensus was made is that they should go forward with the movie. Mm-hmm. So these naysayers who are now saying, kill the movie, were now saying, we're not going to fucking fund this whole movie now. Like, that many people didn't believe in the movie mm-hmm. being able to be a success. So what they did, Warner's Brothers went out and they worked with bronze studios and village roadhouse studios Mm -hmm. and the each of these studios uh financed the film 25 percent each and warner brothers financed it 50 percent so they got a chunk of change from the well it made it cheaper to produce but since that split happened the other studios are entitled to half of the earnings that joker makes so these small studios they just made bank they struck it rich dude and you know what fucking warner brothers that concerned me when i heard you guys all were were fucking dicey about not this surprising movie. though look what they did with the last few dc movies and this brings fool you you ran in my argument out here i am still worried about dc properties going forward man yeah finding this out is just cool because you know the movie has made around 600 million already very backwards thinking on on all these dc properties man and and you know people are even saying now uh because this movie is more like a dc black comic Mm -hmm. which is a uh storyline focused on the villain Uh and kind of empathizing through the lens of the villain they're the hero of the story yeah yeah, so now people are kind of saying like we want more of these dc black movies Mm -hmm. well Fuck, man, I hope the studio learns its lesson. And it's like, dude, first of all, the Todd Phillips thing mm-hmm. was a good call. He's a yeah. good director. Mm-hmm. And the Heath, I mean, uh, sorry, not Heath Ledger. Joaquin Phoenix, dude, you knew he was going to come through. He did come through, didn't he? Came through like a motherfucker, dude. So the studio set themselves up to win, and they still had their doubts. So please, DC, please, Warner Brothers, don't fuck this up. 
Don't doubt yourselves. <laughs> Can you just go all in on a project for once? The right way. Like we were talking about uh, with uh, Legion M's David Baxter, you know, listen to the fucking fans. Don't steer away from the original source material because that's what the fans initially fell in love with. Yeah, so and don't make don't make part of the movie campy because it's like you want to appeal to audiences. No, motherfucker. Audiences already core, love it. Dude. Uh, they already love the appeal. They yeah. want to see it played out now. It's why it's been so successful up to now. Exactly. Like, why are you looking to change it? And and it's yeah, it's it's very very aggravating as a fan. Ever since they've been coming out with these, um, like I was explaining to David Baxter when I was in high school, and those Spider Man movies were coming out. I, as much as I enjoyed that first Tobey Maguire Spider Man, at the end of the day, I'm like, man. Why'd they have the web come out of his wrist? <laughs> you know, that was so unnecessary. Very, very unnecessary. Uh, amongst other things. But, you know, I digress. Dude, I just I just hope, I just really hope that they fucking go, you know, because we're going forward with the Batman movie. But And by the way, all signs point to Batman being a good setup. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I just told you uh, they picked Michael... Garicciano or something like that for what um, to compose the movie now oh yeah and uh, Matt Reeves for the score right yeah Matt Reeves actually here I'll I have it here Michael Giacchino they were at the Royal Albert Hall in London this past Friday October 18th mm -hmm. for an, uh, an event and um, David Arnold was composing the music in a Godzilla suit <laughs> so the composer was in the Godzilla suit nice um they brought up so um, um, Michael and David were on stage, mm -hmm. and they invited Matt Reeves up, and he introduced. You know, they did a little back and forth uh, because um, of the work they did together with uh, Cloverfield, mm -hmm. and he pretty much thanked his relationship with him and being able to make the movie. Yeah. Then he proceeds to get down on one knee <laughs> and ask him in front of the audience if he would compose the Batman for him, <laughs> like he's proposing. Yeah. And he and they accepted and they hugged he it out. He said yes. He said yes. Yeah. Sue. And they hugged it out, Foo. It's fucking beautiful, dude. I know. And then someone caught it on a fucking video. <laughs> Stupid video. Um, anyways, the uh, he's known for a lot of contributions to Disney and Pixar, Ratatouille, Zootopia, and Up. Mm -hmm. He's involved with those uh, compositions on the movies as he's well. He's a talented so. dude, man. So, dude, Batman is going all in. Yeah. As far as we know. Well, and then recently we found who the new Catwoman's going to be. We got Zoe Kravitz. Mm -hmm. Paul Dano as the Riddler, Foo. Foo is I, one of the best decisions that I've ever heard. This guy can play anything. Anything. And Foo, I have... This guy's I, a juggernaut of an actor. He's one of the most, I think, underrated actors of our time. Um, he's been in huge films. However, I think he's not been the, the, like, the protagonist of each film. But what he ends up playing in these films, for example, um, he, he was he, he was um, fuck. Uh, there will be blood. He wasn't he I like that. Never priest? seen it. Oh my god, that's such a great movie. He plays such a bitch in that movie. It's so great. Josh Josh has mentioned to me before. He did a fantastic job in that movie, and he would be fantastic for this. And role. Steph, uh, she mentioned he's like this guy can play nuts. This guy can play like a nutty motherfucker who still has an intellect about him, you know, and can convey that. 
as an actor. So he's, oh, I, I'm excited to find out that he's the one who was chosen for it. Jonah Hill, I guess, is no longer in talks with, I guess, the, the stories we were hearing about Jonah Hill playing either the Penguin or the Riddler, it was very early on in their talks. So and I think just people jumping to conclusions. And they were it. still kind of discussing a possible, you know, deal with Jonah Hill to join oh. the movies. Okay. You know, before it's even decided to join and assign him a role, mm -hmm. it's like, are you willing to work with us on the movie? The asking price was too high. Yeah. Um, I heard the studios offered him five mil. He wanted ten. He said no. Um, and that was you know that, what? No? Shame on Jonah Hill because if this movie leads to a new invention of Batman to be a success, mm -hmm. lost opportunity, man. Yeah. Because I think Robert Pattinson is taking a pay cut to be in this movie too. Yeah, it could still be Clayface. Who, Robert Pattinson? No. Fucking oh, Jonah, Jonah Hill? <laughs> no, his asking price is too high, man. And mm. Once you say no to a studio for your role. Yeah, but if we're like three movies in and we, and you know, they have the money. I'm telling you, man, they're going to, the ship Missed is, opportunity. Man. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Um, you know, it sucks for Jonah Hill, but uh, whatever. Um, damn. I hope everything leads up to the, I think they're going to start shooting early 2020. Hmm. Wrap everything up end of year, then get all the uh, effects and all the production done. Uh, it's going to air, I think, in May 2021. I'm excited for this. And uh, to the people who aren't giving um, Patterson a chance, um, I think it's uh, they're being a little misled with that opinion. Because when it's time for an actor to play Batman, I mean, Batman doesn't really have that many speaking lines anyway. It's all choreography for the most part. And the decisions that are being made now, keep in mind that uh, on the other side of the coin, this is going to be a very detective type of Batman and, where he has an internal monologue. And he will be expanding on the roles and his monologuing mm -hmm. and his talking. So I think that's what's concerning people. I'm not concerned at all because even then when he's when he's Batman in the Batman suit and he thinks to himself, he talks to himself in the Batman voice. He's not Bruce Wayne, even to himself. If you've noticed that, for example, in the um, in in the um, the movies with uh, that we saw with. Um, fuck uh, the Bale? Heath Ledger Bale yeah yeah Christian Bale when he's talking to Fox in the Batman suit he's still doing the voice of Batman and Fox is he knows who this motherfucker is why is he doing the Batman voice to him so no one hears him foo I guess but they're in the it's part of the cowl foo I, well, that's what I'm saying. Once he puts the cowl on, he's Batman. He's no longer Bruce Wayne. So uh, if they kind of continue with that flavor of what Batman is, then I think we're going to be in a good spot uh, um, because Patterson doesn't... Pattinson, Phil. Pattinson, I'm sorry. Pattinson doesn't uh, <laughs> um, require that, that much uh, acting... Uh, to be had. And, I, and, I, and I would be interesting now that you bring it up. I would be interested. I'm very interested to know if they're gonna either camo his voice because you know when when we talk about the the animated series and all the video games, mm -hmm. he doesn't fucking camo his voice. Mm. It's the same fucking voice. So I'm curious to see how the studio is gonna approach that aspect of it. Only because, like you said, it was a big part in the Christian Bale roles. Um, I don't it, know about it that. Was, though, it Phil. wasn't in the Michael Keaton roles. He didn't camo his voice. Yes, that is that is very true. Michael Keaton didn't camo, but I think the, in the cartoon he does, man, because when he's Bruce Wayne and he's being Mr. Playboy, his voice is more uplifting. It has a smile mm, to it. Eh. It has a smile to it. No, I, I, I have to disagree, Foo. Well, it's the same. It's he's carrying mm. the same toys voice. 
Um, nope, I disagree too. Who? We're no, just going to wrong. hash it out, throw some bows, and watch a bat, uh, episode of Batman. Food. Okay, well, I'm okay with this. All right, all right. It's going to be a winner for all food. Cool. Um, yeah, but hey, man, let's let's uh, continue the strides, food. It's uh, it's picking up steam, man. The movie and the cast, uh, the production now, everything was looking great. The music. Um, I'm really interested to see how they're going to uh, also tackle that aspect I just said, the uh, the voice. Yeah. Uh, that'll be, yeah, I wonder what they'll do. That was a big part of all the last Batman movies. That's why. Right, right. And, there, you know, that's part of, like, I think uh, college humor. They have those series of videos where he's, they're yeah. making fun of him intentionally or masking Pete his voice. Pete Holmes yeah. doing the fucking. <laughs> right. <laughs> his extra emphasis on the fucking voice, dude. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but to uh, uh, th- thanks for the um, uh, for the segue, Foo. But did you hear that Barney, the big purple dinosaur, is getting a live action movie done? No, you, you remember Barney, right? Foo, Josh ain't here. You don't, you don't got to lie to me about stuff now, Foo. Well, I- I'm sure that as soon as you hear Barney, you hear the "I Love You" song. Uh, other things kind of immediately pop into your head about the big purple dinosaur that we all kind of grew up with. Uh, you didn't have to love him, but he was shoved in our faces, you know, for the majority of, uh, of oh, our childhood. Man. Oh, for yeah. Sure. We had to know. Yeah. You go to daycares or fucking even, by, even, by as, default. even as a teenager, they're still shoving that shit in their face. Yeah. Well, Mattel has announced that Barney the Dinosaur movie is in the works. And they have partnered up with um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. He has been in projects such as Get Out, Widows, Black Panther, and his 59% production banner to help develop the live action film to audiences around the world. And then Robbie Brenner of Mattel Films, he had to say this in a statement. Working with Daniel will enable us to take a completely new approach to Barney that will surprise audiences and subvert. And subvert expectations. What the fuck? The project will speak to the nostalgia of the brand in a way that will resonate with adults while entertaining today's kids. I think they're gonna um, make it into like a Power Rangers type of thing where you know how Power Rangers was somewhat innocent and very low budget back in the day and then when they redid the movie just a couple of years ago it was very much like a serious kind of thing going yeah, I on. Know. I think it might <laughs> like a badass Barney um who will look at yeah, like let's let's Rambo him up? What the fuck can they do with Barney, dude? I don't know, man. What the f- subvert my expectations? What the fuck? Maybe it'll be like a Fight Club situation where only oh, one kid dude. can see him. Maybe maybe he battles <laughs> Big Bird. Dang crossover, food. Dude, dang! It's like a Godzilla fucking King Kong crossover. <laughs> Titan esque, food. I don't know, man. I I gotta say, I'm not stoked and. Not really excited to hear. Nor this should news. you be. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure this will. You are not the demographic for this at all. Uh, but the fact that they're making this happen is like, what the fuck, guys? Do we need this? Who are uh, we getting that old? No, I just don't think anybody needs this. But I'm saying, like, are we that old now? Where there's an audience for this? This crap? No, and that's my point, dude. Like, he disappeared from PBS. Like. He's no longer. They don't make new episodes of this. He disappeared. But that's why I'm confused. This is for Kids. pure nostalgia now. Like I don't get it. Yeah. So who's like, nostalgic about fucking Barney? Not I, sir. And uh, kids won't give a fuck about it because they don't know who Barney is. Likely, 
Uh, and, and guys like us at our age who had Barney shoved down their throat as a kid, I'm not, I, I couldn't give two shits about it. I enjoy more fucking Teletubby memes than Barney memes, I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. Oh. They do some weird shit now. <laughs> Have you seen the one where like they're blowing the little party? No, man. The little party thing. <laughs> you know, the what are they called? The, uh, the little blowers? The, the thing you do? I don't know. The, the Vuvuzelas? Is that what they are? The Vuvuzelas that got banned from the World Cup? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just the thing, you know, you go, you blow it and it goes, and then it retracts in when you don't, you're not blowing oh, it. Oh, oh, the party things. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I don't know what they're called. Zella. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> but anyways, Foo, I forgot what I was saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Foo for you. Yeah. What else you got, Foo? Well, Foo, I just wanted to wrap everything up with a, uh, a callback to uh, um, Avengers Endgame Foo. Oh, okay. Um. Tell me if you've heard this theory before, Foo, and um, oh God. you'll be like me and probably say no. <laughs> the Thanos theory. Now, I've not Foo, heard about it. You say no, but once I tell you what it is, you're going to know, Foo. Thanos theory, not Thanos theory? Yeah, not Thanos, Thanos. Um, well, Paul Rudd, Foo, good old Paul Rudd, he was on the show Hot Ones okay. promoting his new Netflix series, Living With Yourself. And um, the, the host is like, hey, he brings up the Thanos theory. And uh, so before I get into it, uh, the rest of the Paul Rudd interaction. Mm -hmm. What is the Thanos This theory? is the Thanos theory that the only way to defeat Thanos was that Ant-Man shrink down to the size of an ant, enter Thanos, Thanos anus, and have him implode from inside by returning to... <laughs> to regular form. I've heard so now you've heard it. Food. I've heard a similar theory that has him entering through his ear, but this one's more exciting. Yeah, so that was a real thing, <laughs> and it was actually being asked of um, of a Marvel cast, even though they were all like, what the fuck? That's they can't say yes or no to theories, so they're just kind of like, that's a new one. <laughs> um, anyways, they asked Paul Rudd about it. They're like, hey, with all the, you know, now with the movie being available on Blu-ray... And all the different, like, kind of, you know, there's a, um, a rumor that it had another ending that they're not never going to show. Um, but, you know, it's like when dissecting the what what did happen from the theories and what didn't, they asked Paul Rudd, how do you feel that the Thanos theory never came to reality or even as an alternative ending? Mm -hmm. Here's what Paul Rudd says. I consider it a lost opportunity. <laughs> I like that he likes to troll even his own projects. For yeah. example, like when he goes on Conan and he always plays that that clip of Mac and me. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the movie he's actually trying to promote. Fucking gold, dude. Yeah. So, of course, after that, he kept a straight face, but shortly after started laughing and, you know, giggling. So um, he has an awesome poker face, he by does. the way, whenever he's like fucking around like that. <laughs> Guy's funny as fuck. Yeah, man. so uh, thanks, Paul Rudd, for uh, kind of... And so, Foo, the theory has officially been debunked, Foo. Uh, <laughs> no Thanos theory. I mean, it makes sense. Don't you think it would have worked? It well, would have totally worked. It would have. And I think Paul Rudd, after he said that, they asked him about it. And he was even just like, look, when I first heard this theory of him shrinking down and doing that, he's like... The anus was not the first place I was planning to do it. He said, why not go through a nostril? Why not through the ear hole? Right. Like, he was kind of like, I don't get it. But he's just like, hey, enough people are like, you know, backed it, rumored it. You know, it's made its way around the rumor mill. Mm. They were even asking the goddamn actors about it. Yeah. So 
I think that's why he was kind of like lost opportunity. And whenever Thanos isn't like, you know, spearheading a war, uh, he's just sitting down on his throne. Can you imagine the swamp ass on this purple motherfucker? <laughs> I mean, I'm just... <laughs> how, food, how gnarly would it be? Food destroying half planets or oh. fucking taxing, dude. <laughs> it's not... Yeah. <laughs> And um, I'm sure he's just picking up fast food on the way, you know, Probably, through the galaxy. Right. It's not, you know, whatever his version of Taco Bell it is, you know, on the other side of the Milky Way. Uh, In nowhere, Foo. Yeah. That place nowhere. Right. Oh, man. I thought uh, that, that was a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny call out to the fans by Paul <laughs> Rudd. Uh, thanks, Paul Rudd. You're amazing. He's a fucking amazing man. Yeah. Man. Check, check out his new, um, his new Netflix uh, thing, Foo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also, who uh, I, I skipped over it earlier, mm. um, Robert Pattinson just came out with a movie, Lighthouse. If you got issues with this guy's acting chops, mm-hmm. go watch Lighthouse. I heard it's he gets into a really good character for the movie. Oh, good. Um, I think it's like him and another guy, mm-hmm. uh, a movie about them, kind of like they have to trade shifts to operate this lighthouse. Yeah. Uh, some good stuff from what I hear and kind of a... A positive note for his acting chops, if you will. Well, so I, go, ch- go check it out. If uh, I think the movie just came out, so as much as Twilight put him on the map for a lot of us, uh, for those who like good movies, uh, it put him in a somewhat bad light. But I think that his character in Twilight, along with all the other characters in Twilight, were made that way by design. It was for chicks. Oh yeah, that's the way the characters were in the. They, mm-hmm. That was a movie. Again, successful, right? Yeah. That was a movie they knew that, who their stayed, that stayed true to the content because mm-hmm. that's how the fucking books were. Because the, there's a fan base for it and you're giving it to the fan base in a live action version. Boom. So boom. Like, yeah. And that's so why it was successful. It's by design. And are you fucking listening, DC? Don't change shit up. Yeah. Do Even not, if you think it sucks, the fans love it. Didn't, don't fuck up that Flash movie coming out, DC. Oh. Oh, my God. Don't fuck so, it up. I'm so skeptical, man. I'm really nervous if I'm but being honest. We'll see. We'll yeah, see, man. man. We'll just have to wait and see. And um, I think that's going to do it, Fu. Another successful geeking out. Woohoo! Yeah. We, thanks, did, we uh, did it, guy. Yeah, man. Thanks for, for, thanks for uh, being a part of it. Uh, Josh will hopefully be a part of the next one. We'll see. If not, he's dead. Yeah. Coming for you. I mean, uh, yeah, Josh, hopefully you make it back. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening in to Geeking Out with the Foos. Remember to like and follow at Foobar Show on our socials and rate and review on all podcasting platforms. I'm Joe C. Fooing it up with the Foos. Don't be a dick. <laughs>